It's Friday, March 3rd, 2017. We're on chapter 30 of the Tao Te Ching, and I'm going to go back to the anonymous translation that I've been reading from occasionally. This chapter is about, it's a prescription or warning against the use of violence, against war, and um, it also mentions civilization, at least in this translation. So here it is, chapter 30. One who advocates a righteous world uses no violence, because one who uses violence provokes violence. And where discord rules, there's chaos. And after times of conflict, lean years will follow. The righteous one does what he can and forces nothing, is not proud about what he achieves, does not brag about what he achieves, does not boast about what he achieves. He only does what he does because that's all he can do, and he never uses power or violence. Civilizations which have reached their peaks usher in their decay. Civilizations are unnatural, and what's unnatural will perish. Interesting. Take a moment now to connect yourself to the floor. Ground yourself. Connect yourself to your own heart. Become aware of what's going on inside of you before we begin here. And as you sit up straight, let your heart open just a bit if you can. Sometimes that can be a little bit scary. But opening up your heart, opening up your chest, relaxing your shoulders, letting your neck come back a little bit so that your head is above your spine. All part of straightening up and opening to the world. So let's begin. We'll sit for 10 minutes. Whatever's going on right now, can you just allow it and focus on your breath?
As you breathe in to your belly, have the focus on your breath. Also a bit of focus now on your heart, on your chest. And as you complete the breath, let the focus draw up to your throat. The source of your communication with the world. Belly, heart, throat. Throat, heart, belly as you exhale. Belly, heart, throat as you inhale. Throat, heart, belly as you exhale. Let's keep that going now for this meditation. Nice and upright. Belly, heart, throat, throat, heart, belly. And if you can, get curious about what's there in each of those spots. What's true for you in each one?
You're still here in this moment. If you've strayed from it, now's your chance to come back. One of the interesting things for me about meditating is that sometimes practice does not make perfect. Meditation practice is not like other things. Other things in which we're trying to make something become uh, automatic or like second nature the more that we do it. (laughs) And with meditating, it's really easy to think that we're getting good at it. (laughs) And and then it changes. It's no longer what it originally was. And if you and if you think that you're good at meditating, you just got lost. <laughs> uh, I remember sitting with a sangha, and there was a woman who spoke up in the Dharma talk afterwards, and she said. You know, I'm tired of just doing the same old fucking thing over and over again. Basically, she might not have said fucking. I don't remember for sure. She might have. It was possible. It was one of those. It was one of those sanghas. And uh, she said, I want to take this deeper. Where are we going with this? This isn't going far enough. (laughs) And um, whoever was leading responded to that. Uh, genuinely and said, well, um, you know, there are other ways that you can get something deeper. I think if I had been leading it, I would have taken a different tack, different approach. And I would have said something like, what exactly is it that you think you're going to get when you go deeper? (laughs) And isn't it really interesting to notice that you're dissatisfied with it the way that it is. Maybe she didn't want to hear the same instructions over and over. Maybe she didn't want an introduction to the process of meditating, which this Sangha did every single time that they sat. 
and isn't all that interesting what it triggers in what it was triggering in her or if we look at ourselves what it triggers in us when that kind of stuff comes up for myself the more that i do something like meditate for instance the more rigid i often get the more that anger comes up you know anger is always a frequent friend for me but it uh it can come up even more when when i'm sitting often anger and shame and all this pain now it's all on the surface you know now if it's if it's you for instance whatever your most treasured emotion is in this journey um the more often you sit with it the more often you're dealing with it and if it's not immediately obvious how to let go of it it can sort of feed on itself like a harmonic oscillation I would love to offer you some prescription for immediately releasing it and feeling better, entering into a life of ease immediately, which is what uh, most people view meditation as, is the the ticket to feeling better. And I'm going to tell you, friend, that I don't buy into that bullshit at all. Okay? That's not why you and I are here. Though it is a way to recognize it. Recognize whatever the emotions are that are going on for you. That is absolutely the case. And it's a practice. You could almost say it's a practice without a purpose. That's not entirely true, right? But in some ways it is because when you start trying to get better at it, you know you've just gotten worse. It's not easy to live a life of intention, of honesty, of being your true self, if that's not what you're accustomed to. And then again, ultimately, it is easy. And for many of us, it becomes the only thing possible. So sometimes I recognize that I get a little bit lost myself, lack the humility that, uh, that may be appropriate. And, you know, whatever I say is just my interpretation of things. As always, I, you're always free to disagree. You're always free to disregard it, too, for that matter. And I encourage you to do so if it doesn't resonate for you. But thank you for joining me on this journey. I appreciate your being here. Let's take one more quick look at this chapter on violence seems really timely, you know, really, really timely. One who advocates a righteous world uses no violence because one who uses violence provokes violence. And where discord rules, there's chaos. And after times of conflict, lean years will follow. You cannot make a peaceful world through violence. It simply doesn't work. War is always a lie. And you can't ever really beat somebody up into agreeing with you. Not really. You can only beat them into fear or anger and retribution. The righteous one does what he can and forces nothing. Is not proud about what he achieves, does not brag about what he achieves, does not boast about what he achieves. Those are all pretty much the same thing, I think. 
Doesn't boast or brag. Not proud. Man, some of our leaders need some instruction from the Tao Te Ching. Political leaders. Man, how far astray some of them are right now, huh? Jesus Christ. Yeah. He only does what he does because that's all he can do. And he never uses power or violence. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different view of strength. And in my personal opinion, it's a stronger form of strength. To use restraint. To use restraint when you would be able to not. Because you recognize the flaw in violence and where it will lead. Yeah, I love it. I agree with it. I really do. This last part about civilizations is great. It's a bit of a loose translation by this anonymous author, but it captures the general spirit. So here she says, civilizations which have reached their peaks usher in their decay. Civilizations are unnatural. And what's unnatural will perish. Wow. Dark view of civilizations. The original is a little bit different. I'm going to provide my own translation, which is like a mashup of the Goddard and Leg translation. Um, when things have attained their strong maturity, they then grow old. This is not like the Tao. And that which is not in accordance with the Tao soon comes to an end. So the anonymous translator took a little bit of liberties there in commenting on civilizations. But who knows, maybe it was more in keeping with the spirit of the original, which at this point is long lost. I'm not sure, speaking for myself, whether civilization in some form will last indefinitely. But I know that what we have right now really won't. A civilization based on infinite exponential growth? No, that won't last. I can fucking guarantee that. Something else is going to have to take its place. Ideally, it would be a something else that doesn't, doesn't resort to violence to solve its problems. It doesn't resort to violence on the earth in order to grow and provide for its citizens. Raping and pillaging is pretty much what we're up to. And I'm not a huge fan of it. It can be a little bit scary to admit that. I have no idea how you feel about it. God, I look at all these fucking Twitter feeds or comments on websites. People attacking one another. It's not good. It's not good. People are using a form of violence against one another and lacking compassion. We have to turn this around. Yeah, I'm really convinced we have to. Everything that's happening could be said to be in keeping with the Tao because everything that is, is. But, uh, you know, the Tao Te Ching contradicts itself a bit as well. Uh, every good spiritual text does, probably. 
you're trying to logically reason it out, then eh, you're likely to get lost. So anyway, it's all part of the path. It's all part of the Tao. But some paths are replete with more suffering than others. I want us to choose the one that has less suffering. Stop extincting all the animals. Stop eating our own tail. Stop resorting to violence to solve our problems. Practice more compassion. Live within our means. Learn how to love. Well, that's all I got. There we go. Problem solved. Under 30 minutes. Not so bad, huh? Well, if it were that fucking simple. But we can all keep trying, can't we? We can all keep trying. That's what I want for all of us. Have a good weekend. Thank you for sitting with me. Always a pleasure. Take care now.